Welcome to the Rich Man Podcast with me, your host, corporate dropout turned seven-figure CEO in 18 months, Melanie Aubert. I'm a business coach that's determined to normalize women and wealth. We are completely ditching the old, outdated boys club way of running a business, and I'm teaching you the new way of attraction marketing, soulful selling, and wealth embodiment. Instead of marrying the rich man, we are the rich man. Get comfortable, get ready, and let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Rich Man Podcast. Today, we're going to do things a bit differently. I want to tell you a story about this beautiful woman named Megan. And Megan is a freaking powerhouse. Like, if you met her in person, she's the kind of woman who you just enjoy being a part of her energy. Like, when she is on, she's freaking on. And she's the most caring and and beautiful and just lovely, lovely human. She's good. She's good people. She's good people. So Megan is is planning her her big 30th birthday party. And Megan decided that this birthday, she's she's one for birthdays. Like she loves to throw, she loves to throw parties. Like, and she wants to make this one the largest one yet because it's it's the big 3-0. So Megan is in the the thick of it. She is she is so excited and giddy and she just can't contain her excitement planning this damn party. Like she is on Pinterest looking at different kind of balloon arches, what color theme she wants to go for. She is looking up and planning what kind of food she wants to cater. Will it be pizza towers that people want to take pictures of and post on social media? Will it be champagne and caviar kind of vibe? Like what is, what is the theme, Megan? Megan is planning what invitations she wants to send, and she's opting for a velvet kind of vibe, like super sexy, and she's excited. Megan's sitting down, and she's writing the the list of, of all the people she wants to invite, and she's not holding back. Like, she is inviting people that she's even just, like, looked at, like, just the everyone and their grandmother she wants to invite to this party. Because Megan has no limits with this. There is no there is no financial limit. She gets to spend, she gets to show up however she wants to. Like that's the beauty of her 30th birthday. She was granted the one big wish of we will cover it for you. So Megan is going all out. Megan is running down a hundred people on her list. And if you really think about how many people that you know, like a hundred people to me is a lot. I think I maybe have like a handful of close friends and then my family is about 20 and then there's a bunch of people on the internet that I know. So just thinking about a hundred people, that's a lot. It's a lot. But Megan's excited. She's thrilled. Megan's a planner, right? She's She shows up. And again, Megan's powerful. When you're like, even if you get an invitation from her, it's like, holy shit, she wants me to come to this. I'm, I'm freaking in, right? So Megan sends out her invitations and she gave them a week deadline to send back the RSVP on whether or not they were coming. So she got really excited just folding each envelope and stamping each one and sending them out in the mail. Like each one was sent with such love and such intimacy that they went out to the world. And Megan was very ecstatic about, about the invitations going out. So day one, she goes to check the mailbox and uh, she, you know, is, is running. She's so excited to go to the mailbox. She is on fire. So marathon sprinter style, Megan's running to the mailbox. Megan opens up the mailbox and sees only one invitation back or one RSVP back. And Megan's like, okay, who cares? I'm just, I can't wait to see what they say. So Megan rips open this RSVP and she gets a yes. And Megan starts dancing up and down and she goes, the first one's in, the first one's in. She's so excited. 
So Megan runs back to the house and she tells everyone that, you know, this person has signed up and, and they're ready to attend her event and she's so excited. <sighs> Megan goes back to the mailbox uh, a few hours later. So in the afternoon, Megan, Megan's, she's, she's running still. Megan's marathon Usain Bolt style running to the mailbox. Megan's to the mailbox and there's four more RSVPs in there. And she is like, oh, it's happening. It's happening. So she goes and she rips open all four of these RSVPs, right? All at once. Doesn't even read them yet. She just wants to have them all stacked in her hands so she can go through each card. And the first one is a yes, they're coming. And Megan is just squealing at this point. Like the neighbors are like, are you okay? But they're also got the invitation. So we'll see what they say. But Megan is again, ecstatic. She is just like holding them to her chest, to her heart. And just like, yes, they're coming. And then she moves the card behind the others to see what the other ones say. And the next three are no's. <gasps> what? They're no's? They're, what? How? What? So Megan's like, looking at them, like shaking her head, like there's no way, there's no way these, these, the next three are no's, like what the hell? And Megan's confused and Megan can't help but wonder what the hell she did wrong. Like, is it the, the, the day she chose? Is it the time of year? Is it the, the food choice? Is it the location? Like, what did she do wrong? Is, and then, and then Megan being the powerful, most magnificent human ever goes, they must not like me. Am I good enough? She starts to question her worth. It's interesting because Megan could have celebrated the second person who said yes, right? The one of the four who said yes. Instead, Megan couldn't help but focus on the three who said no. So instead of running back to the house like she was before earlier in the day, Megan starts to kind of like sulk her way back. Like she's just like walking and staring at these cards, like wondering like what the hell. And then she's like thinking to herself, like, should I like, you know, add, add more to it? Like, should I, you know, like bridesmaid style, give people puppies when they leave? Like, should I add more so that way people want to come? Like she starts to spiral here. Megan in this moment and didn't realize it, but Megan in this moment started to operate from the frequency of lack. Megan, instead of sitting in the excitement of, holy shit, one more person said yes, she can't help herself. Megan doesn't have the emotional regulation to be like, okay, these people might have other things happening or going on. They might have other birthday parties to attend. They might have a doctor's appointment. They might have, they might not be feeling well, like who knows? But Megan internalized it. She made it about her. So second day, okay. Second day out of the seven days that she's waiting for these invitations, Megan is now, you know, like slight jogging and like gliding her way to the mailbox. She's not running like she was before. Megan doesn't want to act too excited because now she's afraid of being let down. So Megan is on edge, right? So her her excitement before of like literally nothing could stop her is now dissolved into a maybe if I instead of 100 people that I want to this party, maybe I should just go for like 50, right? Like maybe I should just anticipate way less because, um, you know, like uh, what if it doesn't happen? I feel like a loser. and People like judge me because not 100 people didn't show up and whatever. So Megan goes to the mailbox and there are – Five more RSVPs in there. And now Megan's afraid to even open them because what if they're all no's? And that's all she can think about. So Megan just brings them back to the house. Doesn't even open them yet like she was before. Brings them back to the house and just puts them on the counter. She's just staring at them. She's like, oh God, I can't even look. I can't even look. What if they're no's? 
So Megan pours herself another cup of coffee, right? Just to, She just needs to, to distract herself for a moment. Sits down and she opens up all four envelopes. Or all five, I'm sorry. All five envelopes. And the first three are yeses. So Megan is the first one. She's like, oh, thank God. Right? She's like, oh, God, thank you. Oh, people like me. The second one, she's like, okay, two in a row. And then she's nervous that it's all like a sham. Like, okay, what if now watch the other ones are all going to be no's. And like, she can't hold the excitement as she was before. Like before it was like walking on air. And now again, she's like, this is too good to be true. So the third one is also a yes. And Megan's like, oh shit, this is happening. Okay. Okay. And then the next two are no's. And again, even though statistically three out of the five, right, were yeses, Megan can't help but look at the nose and wonder what the hell is she's doing wrong. She can't help but internalize, like, the what the frick is going on here. And again, she just sits there and stares at the nose. Not, not the growing pile of yeses, but looking at the nose. So we're going to fast forward here to when Megan's party actually happens. So um, it's, it's the last day. So technically people can still show up to the party right? Even the party is happening now actively today. People can still show up, right? Maybe they forgot to RSVP. Maybe they're just waiting for like literally the last minute. Like maybe they just want to surprise her, whatever that is. So Megan's getting ready for her big birthday bash and she's doing all the hair and makeup. Like she's doing all the things. And the entire time, instead of being excited for her damn birthday party that she's been anticipating the entire time, she can't help but feel like a failure. The entire time Megan's thinking in her brain as they're curling her hair, as they're doing her makeup of like, what could I have done differently? Like, even though it's not even over yet, like now it's just even beginning, Megan can't help but but wonder what the what the frick she did wrong. And as soon as her hair and makeup is done, she decides that she's going to go downstairs and start greeting her guests because she was told people are starting to arrive. Remember, Megan's goal was 100 people. And so far, the RSVPs are 75 yeses. In her mind, she says, that's it, right? In our mind, we're like, that's 75 for good people. But to Megan, not enough. So Megan goes downstairs and she's she's not in her usual high vibe, like not even high vibe, but her like big energy. Like when Megan is Megan, Megan is like, you just, you could just feel her presence. And she's off today, right? Because her, her, her mind is elsewhere. So Megan comes downstairs and people are coming in who RSVP'd and she's like, hi, how are you? And they're so excited to be there and they're so thrilled to be in her presence and they're excited. And Megan's like, hi, yeah, hi. And they're like, okay, Megan, you all right? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. And in her mind, all she kept thinking about is, okay, are more people going to show up today or what? And her entire party, she's focused on who didn't show up and what are the potential lies. Did she not plan it enough, do enough, be enough? Do, do people not like her like she thought they did? All the things. And mind you, the people who come, I'm, I want you to imagine for a moment that you're one of the, the guests who did RSVP. And you're not even getting the Megan that you like came here to celebrate. You're getting a Megan who is defeated. A Megan who, weirdly enough, doesn't even care that you're there because all she cares about is who didn't come. Like imagine how you would feel being the person who said yes and she's not even excited that you're there. She feels like you're not enough. Megan is you when you're launching. We're so excited to plan our launches we're so excited to, to create the program that we're going to sell and do all the things. And we're like Megan in the beginning. We're a force to be reckoned with. Like who you be normally in person, in real life is, is magnificent. It's magnetic. It's in your power. It's that big energy that we feel. And then when you launch, you start to get no's. And just like Megan, you make those no's mean something. Instead of 
holding the duality of, darn, I wish they could have shown up, and being like, ooh, but I'm excited to see who does, you spiral. You take yourself out of the frequency of abundance and gratitude and joy and excitement and put yourself on the frequency of lack, of people saying no, of what did I do wrong? What can I do differently? And then when people do join and our goal was double, we feel like a failure. Out of 100 people that Megan desired to have in her space, she only had 75. And to Megan, that wasn't enough because she didn't hit her goal. And during the entire process, she started to change her mind. Like, well, next time I'm not going to aim as high. And next time I'm not going to go because clearly that's not enough for me. That's I'm going too high. I don't have 100 people who want to show up for me. How many times do you do that with your goals? You have a launch goal. And we start to get no's or not right now's or not the right time. You start to go, well, this is why I don't aim high because clearly disappointment follows. This is what Fs us up in a launch. It's not the doing more. Megan could have, could have given away $1,000 at the door. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Doing more is not always the right answer. But understanding how to regulate your emotions is the most important piece when it comes to a launch. Because what happens is, and what you've experienced, is you find yourself spiraling. Many times the reason why we say launching is exhausting is because of how we operate within a launch. We turn into someone that we're not. Like Megan naturally is a happy person. You are naturally a happy person. You are naturally big effing energy. But when Megan started to, to operate in the frequency of lack, that's when we burn ourselves out because the frequency of lack like triples how much energy you're exerting because your mind's racing, because it, it's, it's only multiplying the lack itself. And not to like freak you out because when I first heard this, it like, it really stuck with me like a negative way. But whatever we give power to has more power. So if you are empowering abundance, joy, gratitude for the 75 people that did show up, not the 100 that, or whatever, the, the rest that did not, that multiplies. So had Megan and had you during your launch, when you first opened up the mailbox, I got your first yes celebrated, awesome, and then went back and got the next four and one said yes, three said no, instead of being like, well, damn, I must have done something wrong. Like I suck clearly going, mm, next time they'll show up for me. When they see how awesome this freaking party is, they will not miss the next one. I know that. So I'm going to celebrate the one who did show up because they're going to experience that. The other three, next time they will. And they're going to wish they would have come to this one because the first one's the greatest. It's the big 30. So it's not more strategy here. And for Megan, it wasn't doing more to make her party more magnificent. It was understanding how to regulate herself. Because if your emotions are driving the show in your business, you are not going to last very long. It will not be a pleasant journey for you because you will be a scattered human being. And that's why when I say we enter like launch mode and we enter these like sales modes and we put on our sales hat and we do like, it's like, why are we entering a mode? Like, huh? Who you be in real life and who you be when you launch and who you be, like it should all be the same flow. Like for me, it's just another day I'm just launching. Like it's just another day and I'm selling. It's just another day and it's I'm closing cards. It's just another day and we're starting the program. Right. I, there's excitement and big energy throughout the entire thing because that's who I be outside of it. Like, and when I say big energy, 
that's not exhausting. High vibe, that's exhausting. Because when we're high vibe, we have to be in this like high energetic state. I can be big energy when I'm sick. I can be big energy when I'm sad. I can be big energy when I am taking a, a, a day off, when I'm taking a Melanie day, like whatever. So I want you to just look at in the past couple launches that you've had or going into a new launch, what is coming up for you? Where are we acting like the Megan? And if your name is Megan, I love you dearly. So <laughs> no hard feelings. But I want you to look at where can I better regulate my emotions? Where can I can I shift my perspective to, to keep myself on the track of abundance and not in the frequency of lack? And if uh, I don't hit my goal, does that actually mean anything? I'll give you a spoiler really quickly. It's very rare that I ever hit a goal. I either exceed it or I don't hit it at all. And I find, and the truth that I carry when I don't hit my goal or if I do exceed it, I never, I never set goals to play small or to do it safe because I don't want to be disappointed. I know I can handle disappointment. I aim as big as I freaking can, that I could see, that I could feel, that I, that I feel comfortable holding. And then if I don't hit that goal, what I believe to be true is that I wasn't meant to hold that much energy right now. And it's interesting because whenever, since I've embodied that truth, it's crazy how when I'm like, okay, and then I didn't hit my goal, whatever, I'm going to keep moving on because that's what I do. My emotions don't run the show. And then I get the idea for like another program, like, oh, this is why I wasn't meant to hold all that energy before because I was meant to do this as well. So there is, for me, there's the duality of, oh, darn, I really thought that that was doable. It is, obviously. I just didn't hit this time. No big deal. I can hold that disappointment disappointment and also still be excited for people who did say yes. Again, it's not doing more strategy wise. It's important to find a strategy that matches your season of business. It's important to find a, a, um, a strategy that feels aligned with how you run your business. So the way that the launch lab works and how I teach launching is it's applicable in any season of life. In the season of life where you want to slow down, the season of life where you want to speed it up, in the season of life where you want to hold big energy, in the season of life where you want to play, the season of life where you want to sell multiple offers, in the season of life where you want to sell passive offers, there it's it's it can be diversified because we're taught just one way of launching and it's not always applicable for us, not always aligned. It feels exhausting. It's like not not the thing yet or anymore. And the way that I teach launch in the launch lab is it's the entry point, the main offer, the spillover, or the downsell. We have fun little temperature checks in there. And what I teach you how to do is how to launch every single month. And if that feels exhausting to you, that's exactly why you need to be in the launch lab because there is another way. In the launch lab, I teach you how to regulate your emotions, how to be aware of what needs to be healed. Megan was probably holding some kind of feeling of I'm not good enough. That whenever Megan heard no, she internalized it. And just like muscles, when we exercise, we need to flex our emotional intelligence. We need to exercise our belief system. When you do that, you're truly unstoppable in this world. It's changed my life. In the description box, I have a link to join the Launch Lab. It's our last time doing it live in January of 2022. And then it will be passive. Unless you are in the Matrix, which are year-long membership, you will get all the live programs. But it's only for them, creating a different experience this year. All the things. Any questions, just send me a DM on Instagram. I'm happy to talk, talk to you about that. Talk to you about that. So moving forward, pay attention to where we turn to Megan. 
Pay attention to where you slip. Pay attention to where you move yourself from the excitement energy of the big energy you usually operate into the, it's not going to happen. I suck, clearly. What do you make the silence mean? What do you make the no one's RSVPing yet mean? Can people still show up the day of? Can people still show up after the party's over? Using air quotes. This will change how you launch forever. Again, it's not more strategy. It's more understanding of how you be when you launch. If you love this episode, share it on your Instagram. Tag me. I want to know who's listening, who's enjoying this. Let me know what comes up for you. But I hope that Megan has inspired you to see your launch a bit differently. Megan has inspired me to see my launch differently always. <laughs> Megan's not a real person, but we love Megan still. Megan just turned 30 apparently. And uh, let me know what, what you want to see more of. This will end our January theme of launching and we will enter in money, 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 money in February. I love you all. You're beautiful. You smell amazing. And I'll catch you in the next episode. <laughs>